They had Mjolnir, and they should have had less Mjolnir. You know what I'm saying? What? This is We Have Concerns. Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. Jeff, truly, we live in a wondrous age. Indeed. Just look out the window every single day. It's wondrous. It's wondrous. I look out every single day and I go, what a wondrous time to be alive. Um, the, the AI blossoming. Mm. It's uh, springtime and the That's AI right. is blossom- blossoming. We you got can, the. Uh, you can smell the AI in the air. Yeah. The climate is changing all around us. Mm. It's what a wondrous time. Truly. Truly, uh, an, an exciting and wondrous and beautiful time. Beautiful time. Yeah. I've got something that surprisingly is a bit of a follow up on something that we talked about a few weeks ago, but also is actually some very exciting and wonderful news. A few people sent this into the good old Discord because it's okay. honestly, it's amazing. Everybody I'm, was I'm, right to send I'm it. Excited. Yes, let's do it. What is it? What's happening? What, what do we got? Where are we? Where are we going? What what new breakthrough have we achieved? 12 years ago, a cycling accident left Gert Jan Oskam paralyzed. Oh, Gert. Uh, he, has, he had fully paralyzed legs, partially paralyzed arms, spinal cord damaged in his neck. Yes. Sad story. Sad story. I might have set yes. you up. It's, don't worry. I let you know. It gets better. Okay. But you're right. I maybe I maybe crash zoomed into the bad times a little quickly. It was fast. It, it was, was fast. It was, I got a little uh, whiplash there. Um, not as bad as Gert. Not as bad as Gert did. Um, <laughs> so uh, for the past, you know, 12 years, Gert has been doing all the things that you would expect in terms of physical therapy, in terms of, you know, uh, all kind. Uh, you know, in, in terms, you know, honestly, there's not tons you can do. Yeah. You know, I have a, I have somebody in my family who is who is um, paraplegic with with semi uh, semi use of upper body, so not quite quadriplegic. And I got to tell you, there's there's not tons you can do. Um, however, because Gert does not live in the United States, Gert is able to participate in uh, in in cool new experimental things uh, without, oh, without going bankrupt. Yeah, that without going like bankrupt. It's strange set of circumstances. It's weird, you know. I don't. I don't know. Feels like you should. Whoever's the richest should be the healthiest, and that's just my <laughs> feeling. Maybe I'm just old fashioned, but I think <laughs> I think you should only be healthy if you can afford to do so. That's yeah. just where I. That's just the way I was raised. If you want to be healthy, maybe try harder. Yeah, maybe pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, which yeah. is hard for Gert to do, but think about trying it. So yeah. Gert tried a lot of different things, but um, something new came up uh, a few years ago, and it's connected to something that we talked about a few weeks ago. We talked about AI boo, um, being implanted into people's brains. Boo. But that allows computers to understand what people are thinking. Yay? Yay? Kind of. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about controlling uh, controlling a computer with your mind, potentially. Right. right, and 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 the computer having natural language processing and being able to know what you're thinking and understand yeah. your thoughts. And it was only, I would say, 30 to 40% accurate, which is still wildly more accurate than you would expect mind reading to be. Right. But 
there maybe are. Maybe you can explain my dreams. My dreams. Record my dreams to me. No, it can barely record you saying, hello, how are you? Well, it's, right. but, but it gets that it's a general greeting. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey we're at nothing. the, yeah. Um, we're at the Aloha stage, you know, we're hello at the, sh- we're at the Shalom stage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You either said hello or goodbye or cool. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One of those. <laughs> um, I got to get to the, what this is. Cause otherwise people are going to think that I've been unnecessarily hard on Gert in the beginning of this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, those are very complicated signals, right? The idea that you're going to to pin down in, impulses in the brain into full, complete, complex sentences. Yeah. That's intense, right? Yeah. But there are things that are easier, even though they don't sound like they'd be easier. Like, what does your brain do? What is the impulse that it sends? when you want to move, when you want to walk, when you want to open and close your fist. And we yeah. know that, we know that people have been working on things like this. We've seen, you know, there's there's tons of, uh, of videos online of people that uh, have, you know, the the uh, prosthetic arms and legs that sort of the hands that mm-hmm. move when they need to like crunch, uh, when they need to make a fist or hold on to something. Yeah. Uh, and it's done by, you know, kind of motion of like, control of like muscles in the upper arm or the upper leg right so we know that there are electrically impulse controlled uh things like that but the brain interfaces the real good shit jeff this is what we want this is what we want and there's a team being led by a a neuroscientist at the swiss federal institute of technology Gregoire Cortine. Always on time there. Always, Always on, time. on time. Yeah. Uh, and Gregoire and, and his team has been working on brain-spine interfaces since like 2016. And they've published a lot of like really cool stuff. They've done a lot of really cool stuff with brain-spine interfaces. You know, the kind of thing where it's like you think, you know, they're trying to get it to where you can think about walking, you can think about moving, and you can move. And in 2018, they demonstrated that when combined with intensive training, technology that stimulates the lower spine with electrical pulses can help people with spinal cord injuries to walk again. Okay? Exciting. Yeah. a huge deal and and gert was one of the people in these in these trials and uh after three years his improvements plateaued okay like there was something that it's it's kind of like a pre-programmed stimulation thing it generates these kind of like robotic stepping movements right like you think i need to take a step and then you sort of like your leg just sort of does. And there's there's not a feeling of connection. Um, Gert sort of explained it as like, I couldn't, I couldn't feel the connection. It felt like the simulation was controlling me as much as I was controlling the simulation. So just to step back, yeah. it, this is a device that is implanted on his spine that mm-hmm. uh, sends electrical current uh, when he thinks about it mm-hmm. and stimulates his lower body into making stepping movements. Yes, this is this is basically you think about 
walking and yeah. it stimulates your nerves and your muscles and everything the same way your brain would to walk. Okay. Um, and it's pretty, you know, it was pretty good. He was around to like, you know, he was, he was able to just sort of like walk around for a little bit, wow. you know, amazing. already uh, amazing, very limited steps, but was able to sort of do it. Um, yeah. no, no real control over, over fine motor skills or anything like that. Um, but he but, kind of felt like he was initiating the process, but then was compelled sort of out of his control. Yeah. I sort of think of it as, okay, do you know, do you, do you remember when you're a kid and they're trying to teach you programming, they teach you programming with a little, like a little robot on a screen. Like there's a little character and you go yeah. now, now tell the robot walk 10 steps, then tell the little, robot turn left. The turtle, the there's turtle a logo, right? Yes. Yeah. For our age, it would be the, 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 the logo turtle. Uh, maybe, maybe for younger listeners, it was something like MIT scratch. It was an actual picture of a robot, something like that. But it's the sort of thing where they try to teach you like the logic of what it means. And I sort of picture it that way where, where Gert was like, take a step and then it takes a step and he doesn't right. feel it. He just sort of, it sort of happens and he sees it and he knows that he made yeah. it happen, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I imagine it uh, feeling something akin to, you know, telling a person to move my arm, they pick up my arm and move it for me. Right. Uh, so it feels like it's happening to me rather than me doing it. Right. Yeah. So the different part of this is the new chippy chippy in the brain. Okay. What's this chippy chippy about? We got this new chippy chippy in the brain that is very similar to the chippy chippy that reads the language that we were talking about a couple weeks ago. This is brand new chippy. Great chippy. We've we've come so far in terms of brain chippies in just the last few years. This one connects to the brain and then to the top of the spine. Gert wears a backpack, a sort of backpacky looking device. Hmm. Some, and then there's an implant in the bottom of the spine and it creates a bridge between the brain and the spine, which he didn't have before. Okay. And this bridge, this brain spine interface, this is the new hotness. It's got, uh, it works with the old spinal implant, but pairs it with two disc shaped implants that are inserted into his skull that control two 64 electrode grids that rest against a membrane covering his brain. Wow. Yeah. Okay. This is a huge internal on, external interface. Yeah. Full on uh, brain interface. Yeah. Big deal thing. Yeah. So this can, this basically detects electrical activity in the cortex, right? Your outer layer of the brain. This okay. is the, the, the real thinky layer, right? Then that signal is wirelessly transmitted, decoded by the computer in the backpack, sends it wirelessly. The the computer in the backpack then transmits it to the spinal pulse generator. So you've got brain going to Wi-Fi backpack, going from Wi-Fi backpack into the base of the spine. Okay. And why do we need the backpack? The because backpack it- takes these signals because when you think about the size of a chip that'll go into somebody's brain, very small. So yeah. what you need is you need the computer that can read the AI data and go, this means that you're trying to take a step. Okay, so the, the backpack has a computer in it. The backpack basically has the computer in it, and then the computer takes that instruction and sends it to the spinal implant, which previously just got, you know, take step now. 
right? right? And now gets the full range of thoughts that have been decoded and can make much, much more subtle and controlled movements and allows Gert to do a huge, huge number of things. Um, I'm going to pull up a video for you and we can sort of describe what's happening here uh, to everyone. Uh, but it's really, really fascinating looking. All right. There's Gert. So there's Gert. And you see Gert he's, sort of walking and you see somebody next to him as he's using a walker is yeah. take, is looking at the data on the computer, right? Uh-huh. You can see he's he, connected by a cable that's sort of right. like figuring everything out. But also, he's walking. He's oh, he's getting out of up. his wheelchair, standing up. He's got, he's holding onto a, a walker, but he is, his legs are moving. Mm-hmm. Now and it he's looks hol- like he has a, you know, he looks like he has a, you know, he has a device on his skull. Yes. Now that walker is what he's using while he's at the lab doing training. When he's at home, he doesn't necessarily use that walker. You can see him here using a cane. Sometimes he doesn't use anything at all. Wow. Um, Amazing. It's wild. It's now, does he wild. Describe, it, 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 does it go over what what his mental process i mean does he just does he have to concentrate on walking is he thinking like left foot right is it as as granular as Mm -hmm. that or does he just think about walking the way we do which is you know i'm gonna get up now yeah that's exactly it that's exactly it that's the whole point of having to command each individual moment of that process he's just naturally thinking about the movement yeah exactly so incredible he yeah there's no there's no extra mental exertion or effort um his quote is the simulation before was controlling me and now i'm controlling the stimulation by my thought when i decide to make a step the simulation will kick in as soon as i think about it um now after using 40 rehabilitation sessions with the brain spine interface there's a lot of things he can do he can he can do uh, fine motor movements of his ankles. He can twist his hips. He can take larger and smaller steps. He can go up and down stairs. He can stop in the middle of going up and down stairs. He can do things like, if you think about standing up, walking to walking up to the bar, waiting in a crowd, sort of slowly nudging your way around the crowd, ordering your drink, grabbing your drink, going back to the bar... This is the sort of stuff that they try to show robots doing that robots can't do, right? Right. This these small these small movements, these sort of like, oops, somebody's kind of coming by at the bar. I'll take a time. I just I don't think robots should be drinking personally, but maybe maybe the robots. If hey, if the robots of age, which none of them are yet, (laughs) I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> the issue is that the issue is like the what what the big dogs only like six seven <laughs> <laughs> exactly much too young yeah we shouldn't I just feel like we should be all on the same page before we allow the robots to get inebriated no listen That's all I'm saying. this is what a lot of activists are saying is before the AI uh, becomes a daily part of our lives we need to codify what's the drinking age for robots <laughs> exactly. What's, you know, can robots operate machinery while they're high? I don't think they should be able to. No. I'm fine with our machinery. Yeah. That's the problem. See, that's the trick is like, then it becomes a slippery slope because the robot's (laughs) like, 
it's like, hey, I, do you know why I pulled you over? Because you were, you were, you know, you're not allowed to operate heavy machinery after you've smoked. And the robot's like, I, I weighed 400 pounds. I'm just walking here. Yes, no, but you are heavy machinery. I pulled you over on the sidewalk. Yeah. Because you are operate. you are heavy machinery. See, and that's now on that one, I come down on the side of the robots. Should be able to, I'm walking here. That's they, the, yeah, your, robots should yeah, be I'm able to walk. Defense. It's yeah. like, what I love is in our imagination of what will happen when AI happens, the cops are still the bad guys. <laughs> Yeah, like maybe right. AI will maybe AI will happen and it will do horrible things to us, but the, but we're both we're, we're we're both up against the police officers. You know what I mean? We yeah. both think that we both think that cops have gone too far. <laughs> um, so these are kind of the fine motor skills and complicated things that you wouldn't expect people to be able to do. The other day, he needed to paint something around his house. And he was like, I'm going to, I'm just going to get up and I'm going to paint it. Wow. Rather than call somebody, rather than try to have somebody help. He's like, it's this small thing that I've got to paint. Like, I'm just going to get up. I'm going to paint it. And he was able to walk to where he needed to go and and live his life. Yeah. And paint it. Now, the thing is, for whatever reason, I think, I think I understand. I think I understand why they don't go too, too far into it. Lower body is easier than upper body. And I think it's got to do with hands and fingies and, you know, very fine Mm -hmm. motor control. Like, obviously that stuff is very hard. Um, So the painting is like grabbing the brush and actually painting something around the house um, is, is, or, or grabbing a drink at the bar. Um, You know, you can do stuff like that. If you were to try to do anything that had like finer motor, skills or you needed to do like anything that had fine arm movements uh he would have a little bit of a problem with that oh wait so wait our our boy gert he's he's paraplegic or quadriplegic he is uh he is paraplegic with limited upper body movement so so this so so this interface is not just about controlling his legs it's also aiding and controlling his upper body it's trying to yeah it's trying to but right now they're focusing more on the lower body because that's that's really that's really what they're that's really what they want first and you know there's there's a lot of stuff that requires spinal control that uh that is not part of this device like um so this is restoring walking but things like bladder and bowel control not not targeted by the device right yeah yeah because it's that that's a completely different set of systems that requires a completely Mm. different set of things right do they think that's possible now i mean on an infinite timeline sure you know they don't they don't they're not saying it's going to happen real soon or anything like that but they're like look there's that we we definitely want to be able to do that but you know we're just we're only just now putting chips in people's head jeff yeah we gotta we gotta really figure that out first i guess now you said that this is something to do with AI. Is is AI assisting in this in in some way? The machine learning. Like- so the machine learning is basically doing the same thing it did with language processing, right? So yeah. if you think about it, what was happening was um, they ta- they they train your brain uh, on. And in the case of the language one, it's hours and hours of podcasts. For right. this, they trained their they trained Gert's brain on hours and hours of physical therapy trying to move 
trying to move a specific muscle, trying to move a specific thing, uh, training all of what it's, what his brain does when he tries to do that. So it's isolate. It's, it's sort of forming that interface, that, that network of commands Mm -hmm. based on what your brain is, how your brain is firing. Exactly. By having you fire those commands off over and over and over again. And the machine learning is going, okay, well, this is what happens. This is what happens. This is what happens. And, yes. And, and rather than, rather than tailor it directly to Gert, which would probably be easier, right? It would be easier if, you know, you, you had a researcher right. watching and being like, this is what happens when Gert thinks about this, right. you know, uh, they, they want to create, uh, a machine Universal. learning model. Yeah. So somebody yeah. else could use this too. Right. Um, so I mean, it's, so the, the computer basically, has that model and gets the impulses from the brain implant, sends it to the spine implant as a set of instructions. Uh, now, what's really interesting about this? So they're they're also saying like in terms of, of things like you're talking about, like will will he eventually be able to do all of these different things? They are thinking about this in terms of being part of a holistic, multidisciplinary. Uh, rehabilitation system for people. So just because they're building a brain chip doesn't mean we should stop. uh, For instance, they're talking about like stem cell therapy, right? To repair spinal cords. Yeah. Eventually they want these treatments to be so widespread that you would be doing all of them at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll be doing, you'll be getting, uh, You'll be getting the stem cell therapy at the same time you're getting physical therapy at the same time you have uh, this chip implanted. And so all of them will be able to to help you out more holistically. Um, yeah. And something that's at very... At the same time that someone is ordering drinks for you at the bar. Right. Just all of it at the same time. All of it at the same time. Like you should be able to get drunk with a robot at the same time this is happening. Yeah, no, I think that's the dream. Yeah, which puts this at least, you know, 10, 15 years out because we must yeah. we well, must make sure the, the robots are old enough to drink, Jeff. No, it's not about aging right. the whiskey. Oh, we're oh, not. We I'm, cannot let underage robots drink. You're right. Especially the weaponized ones. <laughs> well, you're telling me we can conscript them into the army, but they can't drink. Conscript. Now, in what other system do we have uh, a lower age of being able to fight in the army? than it is to drink an alcoholic beverage. That just doesn't sound to make any sense at all. Honestly, it sounds inhumane. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, the, I mean, this is absolutely amazing, but something else that's going on, I think is like very, very cool. So my dad had a friend years ago, humble brag. My dad had a friend years ago, a coworker uh, that got into an accident while swimming and lost the use of their legs uh through and this was years and years and years ago right before any of this stuff and through physical therapy and practice this person was able to basic this person was able to walk stand up sit down and walk and it's a very rare thing but it can happen and because what's happening is is basically it's the way that person's spine was injured. They couldn't 
feel their legs, but they could still send the, their brain's instructions mm-hmm. were still kind of getting there. It was about mm-hmm. reteaching the legs what to do, even though they couldn't feel everything, right? Yeah. And so for my dad's friend, he was like, if you ever watch this guy walk, particularly like upstairs or onto an escalator or something, you would see him look down and grab something just mm-hmm. to make sure he's taking the right step because he's not getting the sensory input from the legs. Couldn't right. feel anything that was happening. You would see him yeah. look before he got up from a table or sit down in a chair. Now, what's happening is after 40 rehabilitation sessions using the brain-spine interface, Gert began to be able to voluntarily move his legs and feet without, without you know, the whole device connected to him oh wait what so he doesn't have the backpack on gert was able yeah after 40 sessions with this thing with the brain spine interface gert was like hey it's not huge movements it's not like very coordinated move but i can move my legs and feet a little bit um and that was not that was not possible after sessions with the old spinal thing, the, the one that was just sending this, you know, step now, step now, step now. This is suggesting that the training sessions with the device are prompting recovery in nerve cells that were what? not completely severed during his injury, but were not being used. And the Whoa. use of those nerve cells is strengthening them and causing them to repair. Incredible. Man, the human body is amazing. So, so basically, the idea here, the idea here yeah. is basically, let's say 99, think of like a big old, think about like a an internet cable, an ethernet cable, or, yeah. you know, and like the, ins- of tubes. The, yeah, the inside of the ethernet cable is a bunch of like braided copper wire, right? Yeah. And you like, you do something where you run your chair leg, you run your chair wheel over and over this wire over and over again you know it happens or maybe it's a game controller wire or something whatever that wire is in your office that you fucked up by moving back and forth over it with your chair wheels and and thinking every time i really got to move that cable really got to move that i really got to move that cable yeah and it kept working it kept working it kept working for a long time but if you were to open up the cable you would see that like you were severing those little tiny internal wires what's basically happened is Let's say 98% of those internal wires were busted right. in yeah. Gert's spine. And yeah, the so- controller's not working. We, we can get the controller to work, but not every single of the cables. It's just not enough for the controller to work. Right. And so you stop using the controller, right? Yes. So there weren't enough strands connected to be useful to Gert and he could not walk. So he did not walk, but by stimulating those nerve cells that are still working by stimulating those connections that are still there, it's causing the body to basically, I mean, essentially notice them more and go, Oh, we're using these. I got to send something. I got to repair this. Let's send some resources to repair this. Um, yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. So when you think about the, uh, when you think about the future 
and mixing and matching all of these therapies together. Think about something like that along with stem cell therapy to regenerate stuff. Not only yeah. are you regenerating stuff, but you're regenerating stuff that your body is actively already aware of and is trying to heal, which would probably also then like these things become uh, uh, complimentary. Complimentary. Yeah. They, they begin to just work together. Right. Um, it's like a, um, you say they mix together, like, I don't know, like a cocktail, you know, to use a metaphor that robots won't understand. Or it's like a, or they will understand and they should. <laughs> we were like, we're just kind of saying things like this and looking at our robot audience to see if any of them kind of like look away or like, yeah take a deep breath mm -hmm. or like nervously check their robot phones or whatever, <laughs> which is just them. Yeah. Uh, we're just checking to see, I don't know, but listen, listen, robots, if you're, if you're going to drink, we'd like you to do it with us at home. Do it responsibly. Yeah. You know what? You can talk to us about anything robots. Mm -hmm. We talk to you about everything, whether we want to or not robots. That's, that's right. We've opted into <laughs> data collection and that's a two way street robots. We're literally teaching you how to read our minds, robots. robots. So the least you can do is be honest with us about the drinking. About the drinking, robots. Robots, this Come is on. a robots, this is a robot intervention. This is a robot. There's nothing more annoying when you're having a robot intervention than when the robot just starts checking its robot phone. Yeah. Because I know you have that functionality already. You don't even need the phone. It's an affectation robot. And we probably programmed it into you. And I don't our, know why we did. You learned it by watching us. Yeah. Just like you, just like your love of the military. <laughs> now, this is, this is a really amazing thing. However, we want to, we want to just talk about, it's not an easy road. This, yeah. this requires, obviously, they got to open up your brain. They got to yeah. open up your spine. This is uh, multiple, multiple intensive surgeries, right? Um, and any surgery for somebody who is injured in the way that Gert is, is can be extremely dangerous, right? Um, yeah. The immune systems affected, physical systems are affected, and a spinal surgery ain't easy for anybody. So. Right. These are uh, really intensive surgeries. Uh, they're always, you know, and these are things that are implanted into your body. These are foreign objects. So you're talking about risks of inf infection, uh, risks of hemorrhage, uh, risks of all kinds of things. Um, but, you know, they do say like, hey, you know, if, if the person is willing to go through it because it can be a lot of pain and it can be a lot of um, recovery just to begin using this stuff, the risks of those huge things are very, very small. But it is not a walk in a it is not a walk in the park, not until it's done. And then hopefully, and then hopefully it's, it's a walk in the park. Yeah, but the recovery is is from these surgeries and the amount of surgeries that need to be done. And then it's a lot of you know the main part of this process is intense rehabilitation and physical therapy, which is already a lot. You know, so um, is is our boy Gert. Uh, like the, the only one that has attempted this so far or, or is he just an example of several people have tried it? Gert is the guy wow. with this device. The next device is um, uh, uh, Cortine's team is recruiting three people now that 
are going to work on the arm stuff. It's going to be an implant that specifically works on arms. Uh, And then hopefully, you know, it'll be a thing where you get multiple implants or there will be one all-encompassing implant. That'll depend on, like, the physical nature of the spine injury, right? Because what you've got to do is basically, like, anywhere where there's a connection severed, you need things that are going to bridge that connection. So, um, but it's really fascinating. And, And let me tell you, this... Very exciting to me because it's being done. It's being done in academia. It's being done by people. It's being it's being tested humanely on people who understand this stuff. This is different right. than than Elon Musk coming out two years ago and being like, "We've killed a lot of pigs." Right. <laughs> Listen, yeah. we've killed a lot of pigs for what? I don't know. So many pig deaths. So we're many just trying pig. to stick that chip in there. We just got to We're gonna chi- we're gonna stick a chip in there for what? I don't yeah. know yet. It just feels like eventually we're going to need to stick chips into brains. That's so <laughs> fucking weird. Yeah. That's so fucking weird. Yeah. This is this is for the specific solving of a problem that's affecting people. This is for fixing their lives and it's being done in academia. And that just makes me feel a lot better than a wealthy guy going, you know, eventually we're going to need to put chips into everybody's brains. So we got to start with these pigs today. Yeah. I, uh, I agree with that. I also think that this is one of those examples, you know, there's a lot, we started this whole conversation saying you look outside your window and AI is blossoming. There's lots of discussion about machine learning and and artificial intelligence to use that phrase. Um, and this is an example of one of those things that machine learning is making possible. It's just, there's too much data to, to, for, you know, a human being to be able to do this and this stuff, you know, protein, all this the stuff that's replaced, you know, your, uh, your, uh, what is the old PlayStation thing? Uh, uh, folding at home, you know, yeah. like AI is doing stuff on a scale that human beings couldn't, that computers really couldn't up until now. Um, because it's able to, to, um, process it at a, at a rate that is, uh, inhuman, but it is, we're going to have breakthroughs like this in medicine. I think we're in a, entering a new frontier of that. Yeah. And it's fascinating to me. I think it's really exciting. And it's the other side of the quote unquote AI discussion, which is, hey, machine learning is going to allow us to make inferences, make connections, make breakthroughs that we w- would have taken us decades centuries to do as human beings because you just can't do it fast enough well this is what's interesting is it's funny that you bring up the speed of this and and that you bring up you know playstation like distributed computer and games and stuff like that do you know what the latency on this implant is and i found this incredibly interesting it takes well well, i'll just say let's before you even reveal it you know we're looking at like what eight milliseconds uh, or less for like imperceptible video game right. controller you want about like eight milliseconds Six, right 60 frames a second is um 16.7 milliseconds per frame right and you're right yeah. you do for for things to feel right you want your inputs to feel like they're working at more than the rate of a frame a second right yeah. this is 300 milliseconds from thought to motion that's wow. That's as fast as it needs to be. Are they going to get it faster in that context? Yeah. Are they going to get it faster? Sure. They may try, but that's the thing is like, there are there, 
there's input that we see so quickly and our processing of that input feels instant yeah but isn't like the amount of time it takes for for certain visual uh, information to get to actually get to your brain by the time you're seeing that 16.7 millisecond frame in the world that frame's already 3 or 4 frames behind like there's lag, like we always talk about TV right. lag and, and controller lag and the amount of like, you know, that thing where like you're on a Zoom call and you can feel when the connection's just like a little slow on a Zoom call and it causes you to talk over each other and stuff. And part yeah. of the reason of that is the body processes things much slower than we think it does. And so any external lag just compounds that, right? So fascinating. Yeah. And so it's it's amazing to me that 300 milliseconds is as fa- is the fastest this thing needs to go to work. Well, I wonder if they'll find that that needs to change for the upper body. They might. You know? And and here's you know just because it works at 300 milliseconds doesn't mean it couldn't be um it could it it couldn't be more deft control. Yeah at a higher speed i just think it's fascinating that all it needs is 300 milliseconds to work because you're right like to us when you hear that and you hear that in terms of technology we're like that's slow if that was if that was my ping i would tell my mom to call back later (laughs) i would just be like no the video is too slow mom restart your router because i can't do this yeah Yeah. But, but i just i love it it's it's amazing how simple and complex this stuff is right like the idea of oh yeah we'll take a uh, we'll take an, uh, an electrical signal from your brain and we'll just uh, replicate it in a different tiny chip down at the bottom of your body like that actually sounds like simple technology to us now yeah <laughs> yes you know yeah. wild but it's wild. just it's taken years and years and years for them to be able to get there but now yeah. that we're here it's just kind of like we're at a wild place where the mixing of off the shelf technology Mm-hmm. And high end stuff is baffling to me because, right, like there's a part of this that's incredibly complicated. And that yeah. is the part that's like, hey, we need to figure out how to wire an implant to a spine to send the right impulses to the right nerves, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that takes the knowledge of years and years and years and years of medical research. But then, like, Oh, but the implant itself is really easy. You could probably just like, you just like buy it. No, the <laughs> yeah. implants, like the implants actually really large and simple compared to like a lot of the stuff that we do now. Yeah. It's, it's what the thing that's so incredible to me is that, you know, obviously there's a long way to go to get all the way there, mm-hmm. but the indication that it might work a little bit like training wheels for the brain spine, you know, the, the, but you could literally, do this long enough and the brain's like, ah, right. No, I get it. Okay. I got it. Don't no, worry about it. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. It's yeah. It's, it's weird because yeah, it, it depends on, it depends on the injury and stuff like that. But sure. it's like, it's like the story of the guy who lost his ability to speak after an accident and was able to reteach himself to do it by singing first. Like he found out his brain yeah. was ready to sing before it was ready to speak. Yeah. Um, it's, it's this thing of every morning for me. Yeah. 
I hey, I wake up, I I throw open the sash. <laughs> That's right. I look yes. out at the blooming AI, and I just I, I hold out I hold out my finger, and a and a ro- and a drone lands on it, and <laughs> I amazing. whistle at the drone, and the drone whistles back, and I say, "What a beautiful day to be alive." Here, and the robots, the robots yell back, "You're drunk." It's better I me than you, you, robots. <laughs> You're too young. <laughs> But no, the the idea of um, one connection is busted, but yeah. you can teach your brain to go around a different connection is kind of fascinating. Amazing. Yeah, Truly. I love this. Thank you to everybody yeah, who this sent awesome. this story in because this is this is really lovely. And, uh, I, I, you know, we're rooting for our boy Gert. I hope someday we are able to call him. Go Gert. No. If you've heard a story. No, shut up. <laughs> you shut up. If you've heard a story uh, lately that you think everybody would like to see or hear about on the podcast, uh, you can send it to us. You can either leave it in our subreddit. You can send it to uh, wehaveconcernshow at gmail.com or you can do it the ultra secret amazing best way. I think think we're ready to let you in on the secret. Can we reveal it? Have we gotten the thumbs up to reveal it? I think it's time to reveal the secret. Cool direct line to us and also other cool people. It's the Discord, ladies and gentlemen, the Discord. And you can get a ticket to the Discord that'll work forever for just $1 per month by visiting our Patreon, patreon.com slash we have concerns. That's right. When we say it'll work forever, we mean, Jeff means as long as you continue paying. Which is, again, we hope forever. Forever. Uh, And remember, if you... um, if you give a little bit more a month, you get a little bit more a month, including a bonus episodes, extra audio, uh, monthly Q&A videos with us and uh, all kinds of we've got like a what do we have? We a have baby. seven years of back content on there. A lot. It's a lot of back content. It's probably too much. Honestly. It's probably honestly delete half of it. Honestly, get in on it now before we delete half of it. Patreon.com <laughs> slash we have concerns. 